This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Are you tired of getting slammed by hidden ticket fees? On SeatGeek, the price you see is the price you pay every time. No hidden fees, no surcharges at checkout, ever. Download the SeatGeek app today to start saving. SeatGeek is your ticket to amazing sports ticket deals. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. Great to have you with us as always. It's Monday, or whenever you listen to this. I'm feeling great. I hope you're having a great day as well. A great start to a brand new week. As always, I'm your host, Shane. Shane Told, I play in a band called Silverstein. I have a side project called River Oaks you should check out. And this podcast is all about me talking to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. Now, today we have kind of a special and kind of a different episode I sit down with not one, but two lead singers of the great band, Dance Gavin Dance. Now, they have a singer, they have a lead singer and a lead screamer, which is a little bit different. Uh, Both of them are standalone, they don't play another instrument, so they really basically have the same job as each other, just one is more on the gritty side and one is more on the pretty side. Now, I have known Dance Gavin Dance for a very, very long time. Back when Johnny Craig was their singer, Silverstein, we took them on one of their first ever, you know, real national tours. And uh, I've kept in touch with those guys ever since. Uh, John Mess, who is their lead screamer and has come and gone in the band, actually. Me and him have been friends for a very long time. So it was great to have him on board along with their newest singer, Tillian Pearson, who is an amazing singer with an amazing voice. And we really talk a lot about, you know, his role in the band now at this point, him being in the band now longer than any of the other lead singers. And it really is a very candid and a very honest talk that we have with these two guys. As always, I want you to get in touch. We have an email address. It's leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all the email. I try to get back to everybody I'm not that great at email, I will admit. I'm pretty good on Twitter. It's at Lead Singer Sin, S-Y-N. I'm 
actually surprisingly good at Snapchat, which I just got recently. I don't have a lead singer syndrome one set up, but I have a, a personal one, which we actually talk about in the podcast. But it is real Shane Told. Yes, kind of a douchey name, but hey, what are you going to do? Shane Told was taken. So check it out on Snapchat. We also have Instagram. We have Facebook. Look us up on there. And if you want to help out the show, the best way you can do that is if you buy anything online at all. If you use Amazon, just go to leadsingersyndrome.com slash Amazon. That takes you right to the Amazon homepage. You log in as usual, and anything that you buy on Amazon, we get 4%. So that's really good. That adds up. So if you're buying any big purchases, even if you're just buying little things, I mean, they sell everything. So please, whatever you're going to buy, if you're going to buy it on Amazon, just use that affiliate link. It really helps out the show, and it costs you absolutely nothing. Another way you can support the show is by writing a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. Go ahead, get on iTunes, please write a review. And hey, if you hate the show, if you think I suck, you can let me know. You can, in fact, give me a call on the telephone Leave me a message. The phone number is 657-666-HATE, H-A-T-E. That is 4283 if you don't know how a telephone works, which you probably don't because if you're calling the hate line, you probably suck. So yeah, you suck. I told you you suck. Now it's time for you to tell me I suck. So call the hate line. We got it up and running, and we're going to roll out some hate line clips real soon. So if you want to get on there, give me a call, and you suck. All right, let's get to it. Here it is, episode 32 of Lead Singer Syndrome and my conversation with John Mess and Tillian Pearson of Dance Gavin Dance. I never had a three-way. There we go. We'll start yeah. there. This is my first yeah. three-way, guys. So uh, nice. I'm, I'm so far, I'm really enjoying it. Same. By the way, your profile pictures are, are very sexy, especially utility. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is like glamour shots by Deb right there. That's, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that was my, um, my first single selfie that I ever took. Beautiful. I, got, I became single, and I'm like, I'm going to take a selfie. <laughs> oh, it's like single, like single life, like you, uh, like you got dumped? Yeah, yeah. Like I, me, my long-term girlfriend and I broke up, and yeah. I was like, "All right, I'm going to take that." But it's actually from a while ago that picture. Oh, okay. So this isn't a recent. Are, this isn't a recent breakup. No, I've got uh, a girlfriend again. Oh Chronic. yeah, yeah. I I yeah. just went through a, a breakup of a pretty long one, four and a half years. Uh, oh wow. So yeah, so I've been dealing with that, and it's uh, oh, it's fun. You know, hey, it's fun getting back it on makes, the horse. Getting back on the horse at age 35. You know, hey, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, it makes Snapchat more fun. <laughs> Dude, I uh, uh no comment. No, I <laughs> That's hilarious. I oh, actually wait. I actually was single and then I got Snapchat. So I don't know uh Snapchat uh, any other way, I guess, I should say. Hey, uh so I'm here with John Mess and Tillian Pearson of Dance Gavin Dance. It's so good to have you guys. Uh thank you for taking time out of the studio day to uh to sit with me 
Uh, how's that going? You guys are recording right now, right? Yeah, we're uh, we're in the studio now. We're kind of less than halfway through vocals. We've oh, really? Been, okay. Yeah, we kind of just got here. Been here for like a week. Damn, dude, yes, yeah. you've only been you, you've only been there a week, and you're already halfway through vocals. Less than halfway. Um, I, that's insane. How how did you, you recorded everything already? Drums, guitars, bass, everything. Oh yeah, no. I mean, John and I have just been here for a week. Oh, we, okay, okay. The, we've been in the studio. The band's been in the studio since April 11th. We oh, got damn. a long time. Yeah, damn. No, I know. I mean, I know you guys are like pretty. What's the word? I mean, like you're a technical band. I'm sure you have to spend a lot of time getting things right, figuring stuff out. Uh, you know, making changes on the fly, all that stuff. Like, not an easy band to record, I imagine. Uh, so that must be challenging. So you guys just kind of let them handle the music, and then you guys come in and, and do your thing. Yeah, that's how it goes. I mean, this album, I think, uh, particularly was a lot of Will writing and then getting with the the rest of the band and kind of showing them the songs. Right. I think in the, in the past it's been a little bit more collaborative, but yeah, it's still, it's still pretty much like everybody can be, can have freedom and kind of do what they want. That's cool. I mean, that's a really good way to do it. I mean, I got to ask you like, I mean, this is kind of an obvious question, but I mean, you guys are a two singer band. You've always been a two singer band. Um, how is, is that challenging? Like, I mean, especially with you, John, working with like so many different, you know, clean singers over the years, like how is the dynamic there, like figuring out oh, who's going to do what part of the song? And is there ever like butting heads either with like you and the previous guys or like with you and Tillian now? How's that work out? I think there's like usually a lot of parts where it's like, OK, this is definitely going to be a singing part and this part's probably going to be a screaming part. Uh, when there's that kind of gray area is usually when it gets a little more difficult Um we always end up having some parts that are kind of just, here's the screen part, here's the singing part. And then we want to, you know, incorporate at least some sort of blend between, between the two or some back and forth or somehow working together. So that, that's often when it gets, gets tricky. But recently with me and Tillian, it's, we've been uh, working together a lot, a lot smoother. So, so far it's, we've, we've had a cool variety of, you know, different, different styles of, for combinations of right. putting the two two uh, dynamics together. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, see, I, I've never really. I'm like such a like a writer, like a lone wolf writer, you know that that yeah. You know when I write like words and stuff, I don't even tell like the band doesn't know what they're about. The band doesn't know like my approach at all. You know, I just kind of show up and I have like most of the time they haven't even heard the words or the melodies even until like I'm actually recording them in some cases. So with you guys, you guys must have to work together on like something like lyrics, which that must be kind of strange. Like you guys yeah. must to talk yeah. about like what you're, you know, cause There's, you almost have to talk about like what you're writing about and, and like you almost like kind of pour yourself, like pour your heart out to the other person to make them understand if they're going to help writing or does it, end up like one person kind of writes the bulk of one song that sort of they, they take the reins on or is it, or do you guys kind of collaborate lyrically on everything? I mean, there's, I think there's always some ice to break at the beginning right? because we're doing a lot of writing here too. Like we're like writing and tracking, uh, simultaneously. So I think once we get like that first, the first couple songs out of the way, it becomes a lot easier. Like you get that nervousness out, and then it's just like, 
yeah, then it just becomes like we're hanging out every day anyway. Yeah, so. sure, sure. But yeah, at yeah. the beginning, at the beginning, it's always a little bit like, uh, you know, I don't know if this is going to be awkward or whatever. But and also we can like if somebody has lyrics for a song, we just kind of send it to each other. And then you if with the other person reading it, we don't really have to talk about it as much because <laughs> he's just reading it and then he gets the idea. Right. Well, I'm sure that's cool, too, because in some in some cases, like I'm sure, you know, let's say Tillian comes up with an idea and sends it to you, John. Uh, your interpretation of what he's saying could be completely different. And then when you start writing, Tillian might read it and go, oh, I never like really thought about the song that way. So that must be yeah. a cool dynamic. Does that happen a lot? That does happen. And we, someone can be, have an idea that's supposed to be sarcastic and the other person kind of misinterprets it. And thinks they're serious. <laughs> right, right. But that's like, fine. Even, yeah. Because the listener is going to do that anyway. <laughs> uh, right absolutely that's exactly right that's like sort of the beauty of music and kind of kind of the whole point you know to be honest but um so you guys are in portland i'm gonna make an assumption you're re- recording with chris crummett again yeah. yes nice uh he's a he's a good one man um so do you guys have like a release date or a title or any information about the record uh we're flirting with two titles okay um and they're they're kind of based on because a big part of the band i think is the album art sure so they're kind of the titles are kind of based on the album art (laughs) so however however that's going to wind up working out then we'll choose one of those two i don't what was your other question oh i was just wondering if you knew when it was going to come out oh hopefully september hopefully the end of september because we have a tour planned around that cool cool that's very cool uh speaking of touring um you guys how do i put this like you guys have a strange strange way that you tour uh like collaborating with old members all the time (laughs) like bringing johnny back kurt back for this anniversary thing which you're actually still doing right you're gonna you're continuing it in europe yeah Yeah. tenure like that to me First of all, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's really, really cool for the fans that they get to see, you know, the original singers that are on the recordings. But for you guys to, first of all, coordinate that. Second of all, like, for you, Tillian, like, your ego of just like, well, I'm the fucking singer now. Like, how does that all work out? And how does that all play out? It was easy on the last one because we weren't traveling together. Like, because they had their own bands. Yeah, and I, I, we didn't have to. I mean, not that I don't want to hang out with them, but all the time, you know what I mean? Well, Having I mean, them, there's a reason that they're not in the fucking band anymore, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but, and it's not usually just musical differences. Like, usually when someone leaves a band, it's I'd say like 95 percent of the time it's a personal issue. So right. I totally get that. Yeah, in Europe it's going to be interesting because we're going to be traveling together. But I I did just do the solo tour with Johnny and Kurt. Yeah. So that kind of warmed me up for what's going to happen in Europe. <laughs> How was that, man? Cuz I saw that and I that must just be kind of weird. Yeah, it's I mean it was all opportunity. It's like I don't I, I don't think I would really have the opportunity to do a solo tour and like if I if I try to do it myself, maybe like you know lose money or or it would be like a struggle. But it was kind of just we kind of rode the wave of finishing the last ten year tour in the states and 
try to keep it going so that we can all tour in between, you know, what our bands are doing. And, and it was, it was really good though. It was a, it was a good thing to do for sure. So when you guys were doing that, cause it was like, I, I didn't catch the tour and I didn't see any footage or video of it, but like, were you guys playing, you guys were playing each solo, like, like just you on stage or were there other people playing? Like obviously someone's playing with Johnny, I guess, but like, how, how did that, how did that work? And did you guys, did you guys travel together? Did you guys have separate vehicles? How, how did it all work? Yeah, we all had separate vehicles. Kurt had a pretty much a full band. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I had, um, Matt Mingus plus yep. backing tracks. Matt Mingus is the drummer for dance. Game oh, dance. I'm well aware. I, oh, I love him. <laughs> He's my boy. Hey, there's something like just a second. There's something kind of rattling around. I don't know yeah, if you hear, hear that. that. You know what? It could be my microphone, like on my headphones, like brushing up against my shirt. Is it gone? I don't hear it now. I don't hear it now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, just watch for it. that. Yeah, it's a little. I'll bit. just hold it from now on. Yeah, I, I think, think just... I think the audio will be fine. Like if it's a little rattly, it's whatever. I could probably even noise gate that out or something. But um, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Um, sorry. So you were saying, yeah, Matt Mingus. I know Matt very well. I love Matt. Uh, so he was playing with you, okay, and you had backing tracks, and Johnny had, what, a full band too? Uh, he had a bassist and drummer. Okay, but yeah. Pardon my, dr- pardon my ignorance. No, it's all good. I mean, I didn't know what, what the other bands were going to do either. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we were, we were all traveling separately, and it, it, uh, we did a meet and greet together, and Johnny and I had tracked a song together before the tour to kind of promote it. Okay. And then we had Kurt play guitar and we performed it at the meet and greets. So you and Johnny must be pretty tight. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're, we're fine. We tolerate each other. Really? Okay. Yeah. It seems just cause like, I don't know. <laughs> I not, see like you do, you know, you, you, you collaborated on like a slaves track. You guys are doing yeah. stuff together. You're touring together. Obviously this fall you're coming. And like, I mean, I, I obviously like Johnny Craig, I know Johnny very well as well. Uh, everyone knows he's had his fair share of issues and everyone knows like everyone that's been in a band with him will say like, you know, he can be a real pain in the ass to be around at times. Um, so saying you tolerate him is one thing, but like with you guys having like, this is your third album now with Utilian, right? That you're recording mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And after this 10 year stuff's done, like, is it just, are you guys just putting on the blinders and saying, okay, we're moving forward with dance, Gavin dance with this fucking lineup and that's it. Yes. Um, and is that, is that a big, is that an important thing to you guys right now? And, and really like, what is the motivation for you guys doing this, this stuff with the previous members? Like, what is it? Is it a money thing uh, or is it, what is it? I think partially it's for the fans because we get, we, I mean, we, we always get that kind of feedback. Like they want to hear the old songs with the old singers. But I think it was just a one-time thing in the States, and it's going to be a one-time thing in Europe, and then it'll be done. Right. Right. Yeah, um, and then the, um, I guess earlier in the year, we had done a headliner for instant gratification, and then we didn't have any, we didn't have, we had some support slot options, but then we were, came up with the 10-year idea, and it just, we're just like, I guess we should, well, let's, let's try this and see if it works. It was, I guess it, it wasn't as, thought out maybe i guess as it seems it was just last minute it's pretty last minute it was last minute and you were able to put together all together and get everybody back that's really crazy um, that's surprising yeah, yeah. It, i can't believe we actually completed it and didn't nothing really went wrong yeah that's amazing tour. that's amazing man like um 
Yeah, I mean, it's like with you, John. Like, like I guess you know you were in the band, original member. Um, you know, we met a very long time ago on like one of your kind of one of your first like you know, I guess real tours, if I can say that. And then you yeah. left the band. You left the band for what, like a year and a half. And I you left came the band the summer of two thousand eight, and I came back the summer of twenty ten. So it was two years. Yeah, and, it was about two years. And. Okay, and, and like, so that's the thing, I guess, like, do you feel like because you went through that process, like, you left the band and you came back, is that part of why you feel like it's okay that you can bring these other guys back and make it work? Because you went through that yourself? Do you think that that's a big part of it? I think that helps, yeah. Also, I don't know, maybe we don't have, um, I don't know how to put it, other, other bands might have, uh, get get uh have disputes or have tension over small stuff and always in dgd we've got we've been able to not really sweat the small stuff but then have kind of big issues that have uh affected the band over the years and right i guess i guess we it's sort of water under the bridge kind of thing at this point right yeah um, i've noticed like i've been in a lot of different bands whether for a long time or a short period of time and this is the most laid-back vibe by far out of any band I've ever been in. Like, it, I don't know. I guess it's just not, not as serious. Like people don't take the band. They, we take it seriously, but it's not like everything has to be done the exact perfect way. And there's no other way. It's kind of like, we just kind of let it flow and let it happen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I know what you mean. And like Silverstein, we're the same way. Like, uh, we're never like, there's bands, and I'm telling you, man, like, I think it's funny because professional bands, like, we are professional bands. I think most of the ones that have been around for a long time, there's a certain looseness, and there's a certain, like, almost sketchiness that almost has to be there in some ways. Because when bands are too organized or too serious, they don't last. Mm. It's a real thing, Definitely. I think, man. And, like, if you're, if you're the kind of band where. You go, you go. Driving chaos. Right. I mean, there's yeah. that. And then also, if you're the kind of band that you're going to play on stage, you're going to play for an hour, and then someone fucks up a note, like a, you know, a note that like nobody notices in the set, and then afterwards, you guys are like backstage, like blowing it up with each other, like, you know, getting in arguments yeah. and fights and stuff like that, like over whatever, like one note. You can't live like that as a band. No. no, you know, and I think that that's something that that is a lot of amateur bands, I guess, uh, or 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 especially fans and stuff like they don't really understand that that there needs to be uh, a certain looseness and almost lack of professionalism in some cases to be professional, <laughs> which yeah, uh, yeah. which which is interesting. But I mean, let's be honest, Dance Gavin Dance has been through some shit. Uh, you've been to hell and back. I mean, John, I mean, fuck. I remember back in the day, we, how many tours have we done together? I mean, I'm like two major ones, like in 07, which was the tour where, uh, Johnny, well, he quit, you know, quit or got kicked out or whatever it was for the first time. And then of course in 2010, uh, you know, on that, that summer tour. So I've seen you guys and, and like, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm putting this on blast, like people don't know, but you guys are a, like a party band. Like you guys get, you guys get wild. This is true. And, and my question, I guess, is like back in 07, you know, you're young kids, you know, it's almost 10 years ago now. 
um, 2010, I think it was maybe even worse, to be honest with you. How is it now? Are you guys older, a little more mature, a little toned down? Or is it still like you're ne- you never really know what could happen on any given night on tour with Dance Gavin Dance? <laughs> yeah, it's it's toned down. It's not it's not like the time Neil got really mad at me when I ripped off We Cars Mirror. But it's like um <laughs> I don't I don't remember that, but Neil got mad a lot, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. That was good. Um and then uh wait, what was I saying? Yeah, no, it it's it's definitely down back. I mean we we've we went through a, a nice a nice phase of insanity, but I think uh it hasn't really been been like what it was in a number of years but yeah we i mean we still have fun oh yeah no i mean yeah i mean i remember like clearly one night i want to say we were like in seattle or something on that that uh tour and you guys were getting in your van (laughs) i I mean i shouldn't laugh because it's not funny but literally no one was sober enough to drive the van and we had like a drive. It was I don't know where we were going. We were going like it was insane, like Seattle to Boise or something, like really far. And literally nobody was sober enough. And I had to come up. I don't remember who was who was behind the wheel. And you, you guys didn't drive drunk. I don't want to put that like out, but it was like, how do you guys get to the point where you haven't even like talked about it? And one of your guys was like missing, and like I was just like I. I mean, I guess this makes sense why this band is in some ways dysfunctional, but at the same time, very functional in that you make great records and put on a great show every night. You know, it's, it's just, it's crazy to me. Yeah, it well, have, definitely helped, helped cope with, I guess, some of the stuff going on with, with uh, the early days of Johnny. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and then it, um, I guess we got older and it became more real and then you're not as young and you're not in a van and there's there's more and you're headlining and there's more money and more fans and more uh responsibility so yeah we've we've coped and and gotten more mature as as it's gone on right right no, no. i i noticed that the just the little tensions it's when i call it like the beef jerky effect tim uh tim the bassist and I talk about it like at the beginning of the tour. And this is when I was first in the band and we were taking a van. There's always like that one week period at the beginning of tour where it's like, Hey dude, do you want some beef jerky? Oh yeah. Thanks man. Sure. And then (laughs) somewhere in the middle, you hit the point where it's like, like if this guy offers me beef jerky, then I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to fucking hit him or whatever. Right. It's like, that's an interesting analogy. But um, <laughs> but I noticed like a, I mean, we've been taking a bandwagon recently and that yep. is a huge help to have privacy and everybody kind of gets along pretty smoothly because of that, because everybody can retire to their own respective yeah, spaces. Yeah, you got bunks in a, in a bandwagon and a lot of people might not know what a bandwagon is. Basically, a bandwagon is kind of like a mini bus but it's built on a truck chassis, and they're bumpy as hell. It's a box truck with bunks. Yeah, yeah it's a box <laughs> truck with bunks, essentially. Yeah. And they are, if you've ever ridden in the back of a truck, that's pretty much what it's like, but you have to sleep uh, through the night. Uh, h- how do you guys deal with that? Because, like, we've done, sure, we've done bandwagons tons of times, and I find that they are... <sighs> 
they kind of suck. Like, like I, I have a lot of trouble sleeping. So how do you guys cope with that? Yeah, well, dude, I do most of my sleeping like after the bandwagon's parked, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. But I also am convinced. Me and Tillian have had the middle bumps last time. I'm convinced the bottom and the top are just way sig- significantly worse in terms of the ride. But yeah, there's it's definitely a lot of like sleep for an hour, wake up, try to go back to sleep. Yeah, no, but it, it, it just feels the fact that you can get a full night's sleep is a big deal compared to the van and right. the hotel. Yeah, no, I mean, I, every time I'm in a bad way, it's like, I swear, like, it doesn't matter. You could be going, like, like 15 miles per hour, and it feels like you're going 85 down, like, a fucking hill, like, you know, down Mulholland Drive or something. Like, it, it it's it's wild, man. Those things are crazy. Um, I, have, I haven't even, I mean, I, I haven't really noticed too much, because for me, the only... The only factors like that play into how well I'm going to sleep are darkness and sound. And I've got my sleep sounds app and you can close the curtain and it gets completely dark. Like bumpiness doesn't bug me for some reason. So you have a sleep, what is this app? It's called sleep machine. Okay. Like you just blend different, like kind of static noises together. Like right now I have like a, I have like a radiator mixed with some light rain mixed with a fish tank bubbling and I just put it in my ears and then I just can't hear anything and I pass out. Interesting. I have not heard of this. Yeah. That's, Sleep machine. Uh, it's worth it. Do you do it? Uh, do you do that like even when you're home too? No. It's just at a, home, it's a just, tour thing. Yeah. At home I just have a fan. Okay. But yeah, it does the same thing. Yeah, I dated a girl once that had had to turn the fan on, and to be honest, it I hated it. it drives me crazy. <laughs> like uh, I don't know, man. Like I know people like the white noise or whatever, but for some reason, when I fall asleep with the fan on and then I wake up with the fan on, I feel like stressed out about it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I yeah. No, I, I like that too. I don't. I don't like, I don't it. like it. Yeah. I so don't do I don't it either. Know. Yeah. Whatever. Hey. Uh, okay, well, speaking of sleeping, I mean, you guys are both singers. You guys both probably need your sleep. Um, what else do you guys do for, like, vocal, you know, uh, remedies? Yeah, vocal health, vocal remedies, all that, that shit that, like, I, we pretty much talk about it every week on the show. Um, I'm interested in it. I think the, the listeners are interested in it. If you're not interested in this, let me know. Maybe we'll start cutting this part out. <laughs> I, I like it, so I'm always interested, especially with you guys being such different singers, like with what your jobs are. Yeah, I'm, really, yeah. I'm really interested in, in that part of it. So I've tried everything you could ever try. Um, I'm pretty convinced that it goes in order. The number one most important thing is to get eight hours of sleep. Okay. Um, and then water and then stress and anxiety i think are actually a big factor that people don't necessarily yeah that's a good point that's a good point yeah yeah i think that can really affect you um can make your acid reflux worse i think eating being aware of what you're eating how large the meals are um and then if your voice is messed up there's i the thing with uh, like the throat coat tea on the back of the box it says drink six cups a day and i've found <laughs> over years of experience drinking this tea that you if your voice is fucked you need to actually just drink the tea over and over all day and then the effects start to work but i didn't know that i don't know I i've don't never know. i've never done that maybe i should try that maybe you should maybe yeah because i i've 
done throat coat tea before and I've never found it really did anything. Same. And I guess I'm maybe I'm just, yeah, I'm underdoing it. Yeah. And then mix it with a bag of ginger tea, settle your stomach. Okay. Another thing I do also, um, honey, if you're going to, if you're going to use honey, it has to be, it has to have an address on it. So you know that it's locally sourced from an actual bee farm because if you, ingest honey that says like USDA organic in order for that to get FDA certified, it doesn't actually have to contain honey. It just has to be certified as a legitimate product. So it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Weird. It's just pretty much corn, corn syrup with sugar, with sugar in it. That's so that's weird. Bad for you. So. That, I, I've never heard of that. Yeah. That like that. Yeah. That's so weird. I have to check that. I'm going to go in my cupboard yeah. right now and see if I have addresses on my honey. That is why. Yeah, like if you're in a yeah. green room, if you're in a green room and there's like one of those little bears with the honey in it, you're it's probably not even honey. It's probably just corn syrup with sugar. That is so bizarre. Yeah, that's I, I can't. Yeah, that's that's there's, totally there's a bunch of info on it. So yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, we'll do. And then and then there's the steam. There's the steam machine you can yeah. get from like uh, Rite Aid, Walgreens yeah. with the weird like, with the weird like half glass face thing. You put your face yeah, you in look that like, one. Yeah, you look like the guy from uh, what the fuck is that? What movie? Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that, that stuff works uh, in a way. I don't know. I found that if you like take a hot shower or like get a lot of steam in your throat or drink a hot tea or something before, like too soon before you play, uh, maybe your like singing voice is a little. Like clear, but you're screaming. It's like harder to get grit out of your voice. But, Interesting. Uh, that's just yeah. me. Voice I don't envy. Kind of I don't envy you guys at all. You like, mean like screaming? Having to scream like that. I I could see like the upkeep of that being way worse. Are you a screamer at all? Like, do you have? Do you have you ever done it? Uh, I mean, sometimes it'll my voice will break up just because I'm pushing it mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. hard, or or hard enough maybe. But uh, no, I don't really scream. It's uh, for me. It's basically stress is number one. Yeah. If there's something going on in my life that's like stressing me out, I find my singing. It gets it's it's harder to push it out. And I have like, yeah. I have this almost chronic, like sinusitis where it's up in my head and ear area. So I started. John actually introduced me to Sudafed, which he doesn't take because it, yeah, it makes it makes it makes your voice too clean. It drives so, me. It drives me out too. Like it it, yeah. it drives me out in not the right way. Like, uh, do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it constricts all of your uh, nasal passages. So yeah. you're just not getting blood flow, and so the inflammation is forced to um, just shrink everything up. So then you can drain all the shit that's built up, but if you have to perform it can definitely screw you over. Yeah. For, feel better. For me, it's a savior because my biggest problem that I run into is pushing off of notes. I get pain in my head. Oh wow. Because, because I have this like sinus buildup it, like in my, in my head and ears. It's like, it's not even in my nose. So, so when I take that, it pretty much makes it go away. And then obviously like, Getting a little loose, having a couple drinks helps big time. And oh, yeah. then yeah. warming up. Environment. Environment's a big thing. Like, oh, yeah, like, like all like the Phoenix, climate changes. I suck in yeah, Phoenix, sure. I'm, good in, I'm good in Florida. I suck in Phoenix. I don't know why. 
Well, onion, yeah, it's noodle. just because of the dryness, it's just, dude. It's just that's yeah. just straight up the dryness. Like I can't tell you how many how many times like wherever we were after Las Vegas, like if we went to Phoenix or if we go to like California uh, or wherever, like whichever direction we're going, like I'm a mess. Like I'm okay in Las Vegas because I guess it, the dryness hasn't like caught up to me yet. But the day mm. after, always rough because I think I just yeah. don't drink enough water. Maybe it's like impossible to drink enough water. I don't know. But it's yep. yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Well, the, I've read that the water you drink like today is what hydrates you tomorrow. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I listened to, I don't remember which podcast it was, but I, I listened to one of your episodes, and you were talking about how the day before, like something happened, like you, I don't know, somebody was in like a lot of dust the day before. Oh, okay, and yeah. The, and then the next couple of days, you kind of have that like dry voice hangover. Right. Sure. I noticed that the whatever happens the day before kind of affects it big time. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, the same way that like if you blow your voice out the night before, the next day it's bad. It's not bad that day. You know, it's it's uh, right. it's yeah. it, right. it completely makes sense that your body is affected that way. So, um, and you don't you don't really warm up though, right? That's what you were saying, John. No, no, uh, you. No, I warm up. Oh, no, I John warms up. Oh, me? Yeah, no, I um. I don't warm up very, very much. No, to be honest, like I'll, I usually go in the back lounge and I kind of just like get my mind, try to get my mind right. And warming up to me is more that it's more just kind of getting my my mind right. And then I do a couple scales and it's more just to test out more just to test out like how high I can sing that day and how, how yeah, high, like my highest note in, in the set, how much of a struggle that's going to be. And there's days when I can't even get there, you know? Or, yeah. or I'm going to like, okay, am I going to be able to force this out or am I going to really struggle today? And that's almost more what it, warming up is to me, which uh, to a lot of people think that's like crazy. Um, but to me, that's, that's fine because like, you know, by the time we play at like 10 o'clock at night or whatever, I've been up, I've been around, like, I'm, I'm okay. you know, I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm warmed up. And I find if I warm up too much, then I'm just like, I'm going into it to the show tired you know and i want to have right. my full stamina for the whole set uh you know i don't want to be like running out of gas at the end so that's yeah that's my that's my approach with warming up but i mean everybody's different what, what do you guys do yeah. with warming up it, that that wouldn't work for me i i sing too high like i i'm i'm at the the top of my range a lot just because that's yep. where i get the best resonation i think sure so it's like i have to i have to warm up and one thing i noticed too is the seclusion the preset seclusion is kind of important. Like, yeah, it, it was crazy. Uh, on the last solo tour I did, Matt, uh, the drummer, and I were talking about like how some of the other guys in the in the other bands would just like they'd be like skateboarding like five minutes before their set, or they'd be like FaceTiming with their girlfriend like five minutes before they go on stage, and then they just walk on stage and play the show. I have to like psych myself up, kind of seclude myself and and kind of get my mind right sure same yeah. and yeah same with matt as a drummer he was saying that. right yeah it's interesting I do, I do similar thing um i found as i've i guess gotten more or uh just over the years that i've been doing less and less warm-up and i've been like my voice isn't wearing as quickly as it used to it's actually getting it seems to be getting stronger i guess just with technique and whatnot and especially with the we've gotten in ears recently oh yeah so i've oh, i yeah. found that my my voice is actually especially in the beginning of the tour it's not as like worn as i'd like it so my scream doesn't 
isn't getting as much tone. Right. So yeah, I, I've like I've sort of done less preparation, you know, than before. Dude, when like we getting... that's so interesting about screaming, man. That's like something people don't realize. It's like yeah, like when it's the same with me. Like the first day of a tour, especially the first day, my scream's like way too clean. Like it doesn't. I don't have the balls, and it takes yep. me usually a couple days to even like. Even a week, maybe, until I'm like, all right, my scream's like where I want it to be now. So that's really interesting that you say that, John. That's like really interesting to true, me. Yeah. Same, yeah, yeah and you ran into the same thing in the studio, too. Like, you kind of just got to mess up your voice for a bit to get it to that point where it sounds really full. Yeah, it's yep. so, so wild. Yeah, I, I started getting uh, these fucking crazy headaches during recording, and it never happened to me. Like during recording screaming and it never happened to me ever in our career and then like two albums ago it would just be so bad I'd sometimes I'd get it I'd get a headache on like the second scream and it would just be like I'd scream and then this it, while I was screaming the like headache would kind of go away temporarily and then when I would stop it would just like suck back it was like the worst thing ever do you ever get headaches John uh, it sounds terrible it's terrible yeah I've gotten the headaches before um, actually recording this album I've been couple times I was pushing extra hard to just push out more tone and then the headaches kind of start oh, God, um, and awful. then like sometimes I'm like not in the right mindset and I feel like I get this disconnect between like like my diaphragm communicating with the rest of my body and so then I'm like tensing up or like over exerting or like feeling like I need to squeeze like tense up other parts of my body and then that's definitely when headaches kind of start yeah I, I think there's so much mental stuff that plays into like your voice that people don't realize because so there's so many when everyone when people talk about vocals it just kind of has this there's like a uh, underlying tone of just like i don't know what's going on there's like a mysteriousness like there absolutely is I don't, I don't know why my voice is like this i mean i have all these ideas of why it wasn't like this but i don't really know for sure yeah so it's a tricky instrument to it, is tri- it is tricky because there's nothing visual about it really like you, you know a guitar you see That's a guitar right. the string vibrates there's a fret you know, there's electronics picking up the sound. It goes into like everything is physically there, and you can see how it all works. Yeah, and guitars have look, factors. You can't to... look into your body, you know. And oh, I know it's it's. But I mean, the same thing. Like you could look at a, if you could look at your the way that you sing and, and the way like everything works. Like okay, I have this physical breath coming in, and then I'm pushing it out, and then my lungs are doing this, and like oh well, maybe I have something on my vocal cord, like. The same way on a guitar string, you could be like, oh, well, the guitar string is, like, worn out, so I need to change the guitar string, right? There's nothing yeah. like that with, with vocals, so it, it is mysterious. That's a great word for it. But, I mean, right. for example, though, there's also the thing where some guys just have it, you know? Like Johnny Craig, True. he just has it. Yeah. He's just a great exactly. singer. I've ne- I never saw him warm up when we toured together. He um, warms up yeah. throughout the day, he told me. Like, oh, he's yeah. singing all day. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just, but he's just like, the guy's lights he's, out. I mean, I mean, he's an incredible singer. He's just got this, like, God-given gift. and he, some, He's you an know, enigma. He's an enigma, yeah. And, and like, yeah. N- most of us aren't like that. Uh, I don't think I've interviewed anybody yet that's really like that. And um, what was it like being in a band with him, John? I mean, Tillian, too. I mean, you know him really well. Like, wh- what is like he you said he warmed up but like he's fucked up all the time and everything and like i mean have you ever seen him 
really have a terrible like sing something bad <laughs> like it's it's no, it's he, wild he would, do things, he would do things that just didn't like i remember when we were doing the first downtown bell mountain and he busted out the chorus to the times new roman like without writing it just like kind of off the top of his head and then in like a take and then it was done and we're being Chris like what the fuck like he would do that a lot like he would either he would either like have nothing and nothing and then be like yeah I'm fucked today and then the next day is oh here I'm just I found I thought of this this thing here you go boom done so just, he definitely had had something where you're just like wow you, you're just uh, kind of I guess pulling it out of your ass and it's like amazing yeah so. it's, it's I know it's crazy though he's one of those people and um, I want to tell the story about, about when he left the band, um, but I'll, I guess I'll do that in a minute, because I was there. I was there for it. Right. Uh, yeah, were. and I want, I want to know, I want to tell you my perspective. Day. Yeah, it was the last day. I want to tell you my perspective, and I want to get your perspective. Okay, fuck it. I'll just tell it right now. But before I do, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Dance Gavin Dance. Have you ever been frustrated trying to buy tickets online? Most sites make it complicated and then try to sneak in huge fees at checkout. That's why you need to check out SeatGeek. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and concert tickets. And as all the listeners of this show know, I'm a huge sports fan, especially this time of year with the Blue Jays. You know, the Blue Jays had such a great run last year. And SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or a concert. I have the SeatGeek app right on my phone, and just the other day I needed to get some last-minute Blue Jays tickets, and what makes SeatGeek better than all the other websites is it takes all the work and hassle out of shopping for tickets. What it does is it pulls all the tickets available on every other site into one place, so you never miss a deal. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value, so you can immediately find the best deals, the best underpriced seats. And what else I like about it is they have super detailed maps of all the venues, so you can really see the view from your seat, exactly what you're going to see when you get to the concert or you get to the game. But my favorite part is that SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Like StubHub, you never really know at the end what the full ticket price is going to be, but SeatGeek, they show you the full ticket price right from start to finish, and there's never any surprises or huge fees at checkout. Now, the listeners of my show get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, and enter the promo code SHANE. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made the first ticket purchase. Once again, I know you guys are going to concerts, I know you guys are going to games, so please check it out. It's a free 20 bucks. Download the free SeatGeek app, settings tab, promo code, Shane, boom, right there. SeatGeek will send you $20 right after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code Shane today. So for the people that don't know, uh, this is 07 and you guys were on tour with us uh, and... Strike anywhere. You guys were, yeah, Strike Anywhere from Under Ashes. We were headlining. It was B Markets. And. Yep. We played Maine. We played Maine. We did play Maine. Portland, Maine. We did a bunch of weird stuff. But the last show was in New Jersey, in Asbury Park. Uh, this festival, I think it was called Saints and Sinners Festival. So I, yep. I, I, I didn't really know that, that I, didn't, I didn't know anything about Johnny and like his drug use uh, or anything really about that at this point. I knew he was a bit of a crazy guy at times 
and I knew that you you guys were a little bummed out at him in uh, in some ways. So the, the the place we played is this kind of big, like almost like an arena, uh, and so it has like a concourse area, you know, like like where they would sell like concessions at an arena or a ballpark. So that's where they have all the merch. So I'm standing at our merch table. It's me, Josh, a guitar player from my band, and uh, and Johnny. And we're just talking, we're hanging out, I don't know, having a good time. And all of a sudden, I, I hear this, this music, and I'm like, Johnny, is that your intro? And I'll never forget the look <laughs> on his face. His face just fell, like, like, what? And he just bolted, and he ran, and like, it's an, like an arena, basically, so it takes a while to get down to the stage and figure it out and everything. So you guys started playing without him. And right. I think he got there like for the end of the first song. And yeah, and you guys had had enough of him and basically had a huge blow up and you as from what I remember, you guys fucking left him in New Jersey and that was it. Is that how you re- yeah. is that how you recounted John? Yeah, so we got up there and then Times New Roman started, he wasn't there. And then so I just started screaming and and now you know in my yeah yeah but it sounded terrible and i think i think at that point that might have been the largest show we had ever played so yeah i'm sure uh, it was yeah so it was a big it was a big deal to you guys yeah exactly i think we we had gotten through maybe at least half of the song and then he showed up and we played we were just you know we were pretty pissed or whatever and things at that point were you know more like a big deal like to us just this needs to work we need to get this going like no fuck ups and whatnot right um obviously still important or whatever but you know we weren't veterans of well I don't know if I want to call us veterans but we were so we weren't seasoned uh, as we are uh, now so yeah we were we were pretty pissed and then it uh, then he kind of you know knew that he had fucked up and then uh, disappeared and uh, we pretty much just. Uh, we were supposed to start this other tour with heavy, heavy Lolo. Okay, yeah, I then, remember that band. And then I think, and Terramellos, and then Arsonist, get all the girls, replaced us because we kicked him out and then drove drove uh, back to, we drove from Asbury Park, New Jersey, to Sacramento, Yikes. just straight. Yeah, it's brutal. So, And then he went on to, to uh, play some shows with Skylet Drive, I think. Then uh, they ended up taking him back home. So yeah, that was that was, it. and then the whole kicking out was in front of like the all of the bands on the tour on the whole row of buses. So there's there's many witnesses to the whole. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Blow up. So. It was uh, it got intense to say the least. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I remember I remember it well. Um, it had been a lot of tension building up to that point. So yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, obviously we've talked about Johnny a lot. I haven't had him on the show yet. Maybe I will to get his perspective on some things. I'll, I'll maybe give him a call. Uh, but, you know, obviously, like, he's an important part of, of what Dance Gavin Dance was and in some ways still is. And his voice and his legacy is important. And it would be, it would be ridiculous not to talk about him and not to bring up his role. Um, now, sure. Utilian, like, you're, I mean, you're a very accomplished singer, a great singer, in your own right, and now you've basically been in the band as the lead singer longer than... Is someone taking a piss? What is that? 
No, I was pouring some diet. <laughs> I mean, if diet seven dude, up into a glass. When, when you gotta go, you gotta go, man. <laughs> diet seven up—that's a random drink. Oh yeah. Who are you, my mom? <laughs> that's literally all my mom drinks. Settles the stomach, and it's low on sugar. It's—I think it's no sugar actually, but hey. Yeah, no sugar. Uh, anyways, dude. Uh, I, uh, let's get back to that. No, but uh, Tillian, like, basically, what I'm saying is, like, you've been in the band now longer than any other singer like this is gonna be your third album i don't think johnny did three albums maybe he did three yeah two uh, i don't know how many two well two in an ep two and right? a half yeah. yeah so two in an ep so you are like the guy but i mean you must kind of feel like you're forever gonna live in johnny craig's shadow yeah i mean to, to some degree for sure but awesome question <laughs> Well, it's but, a real question. I mean, like, I'm not. I know. I you know, know me. I'm, I'm not going to fuck around with like bullshit. It was just. It was very. It's I, true. It's yeah. just straightforward. Yeah. I, like I think. I think it would definitely be that way, more so if I had joined the band. Because when I first joined, there was definitely a drop off and draw. You know what I mean? Like the first tour that I did. Sure. Was it, it was? I mean, I don't know. When, I don't want to say it was a flop, but it was. I mean, in, from my eyes, it seemed like a flop. And then something happened when we did instant gratification where we kind of just had a resurgence. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This, is, and, this um, is on my list of questions. I want I like, so, so continue. So, yeah. So success kind of quells that, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, and also, also there's a new generation of younger fans who literally tell me they're like, yeah, the first song I heard was we on the night, which is like the single off of, off of the newest album or like the big, yeah, I got into you guys from acceptance speech, blah, blah, blah. So there's, Interesting, yeah. there's another younger generation. What I noticed also is like when we did the 10 year tour, the fans that came out were, were, there was a lot more of an older crowd. Oh, you did notice that. Yeah, definitely. And when we do, you know, tours without Johnny and Kurt, the crowd seems a little bit younger. Right. So I think, I think there are just because the band's been around for so long and because, you know, it's managed to stay relevant. There's a lot of new fans that like, that's kind of partially why we did, um, the live album that we just did. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you the, sang all the songs on it, right? You didn't have right the other members. And, yeah. And I think like certain people might, might even be introduced to those songs for the first time kind of yeah i mean people i don't know like when i listen to a band i don't necessarily dive into their back catalog right away if they've been around for 10 years you know oh, I mean? well, with you guys i mean you guys have it's gonna be your seventh album i mean that's that's right. a daunting task right you know for someone to do that and often often when you do that like some people want to start at the beginning i think it's better to work your way backwards um Agreed, yeah yeah Partially because, you know, I don't know, the music music tends to be more relevant. And also sometimes, like, the early stuff for bands can be so horribly recorded, you know? Right. And, and, like, yeah, that I think starting at the, the back is not the best best answer. But anyways, yeah, go on. I mean, that's pretty much it. That kind of yeah. that kind of quells that. But there's obviously there's... And, and it's not just Johnny, too. Like, there's a lot of Kurt fans out there, too. Right. Uh, who who are like just diehard Kurt and just love anything that he does too. So it's, it's, there's kind of both shadows. There. Is it hard to separate like 
that stuff from like sometimes like you're always going to have people that are going to say oh Johnny was the best singer of Dance Gavin Dance or Kurt was and like people will say oh Tillian's a distant third you know whatever like like is that shit hard to swallow or well, and at the beginning it probably was even more hard to swallow I think at the beginning it was kind of less because I don't know if it was because now it's more relevant again right. the band is more relevant again but I didn't really notice as much negative stuff at the beginning as I, as I'm doing now, as I've kind of had chance to settle in. But yeah, there's also, there's, there's also those, I don't know. I don't know how to like calculate the percentages, but there's definitely people who give me support too. And you know, I'm their favorite singer in the band or whatever, but it's, it's hard to say that like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's kind of like, you know, you, you do if you if you see something that's super negative, like online or or you hear it in person, like despite how hard you try to convince yourself, like oh it doesn't matter, like I don't care, I'm just here doing my You're thing. You're still a person. There, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's still a part of you that's like, Ugh, well that sucks, but whatever. Yeah, I hear the the like in person the sort of rundown of who's the best singer from fans all the time i don't know if that is because like they just look at me as the guy who's known them all so then they feel like oh i'll tell him you know so yeah like, of course he, he won't you know he's not one of them so like i'll just tell him my candid opinion so i get a lot of like john just so you know kurt's the best i think that song was the best or just so you know tillian's definitely is definitely the greatest or hey man i really like when you were back with johnny why don't you get back with him so i hear that I hear that all the time. It, we we call them complicults because they usually start with a compliment yeah. of, you know, this part's really good, and then it followed up with, but I think it would have been better if you did that. That's right. Um, That's right. Well, we call it, it's, I mean, you guys are going back to Europe. Um, in Germany, we have what we call the review. Because uh, <laughs> in, in Germany, they'll always say stuff like, you know, uh, very good show, very good show. Last time, much better, you know, and you're <laughs> yeah, like, uh, right. thanks. Or, or my favorite right. is they'll say, um, last time you play uh, 16 songs, uh, this time only 15. Um, why is this? <laughs> like, right. yeah. I'm like, I uh, didn't recall exactly how many we played last time, um, but you did. So I'm glad, glad to see you're paying attention. Right, uh, exactly. but but it is yeah, it is interesting, and, and you know you kind of have to just take it and smile, and uh, that's that's a big part of what we do is having to you know deal with deal with some of the fans that kind of don't completely understand the dynamic, you know. So yeah, the, they like the, the band; best. they're 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 excited about it. They're just they're just giving a critique that seems kind of it just has a. I don't know. Maybe they don't understand the context in which they're presenting it. But right. yeah, it's funny best, to, to get that one. Sorry. The best one Go I ahead. got was, was in Omaha when uh, I was there with Dance Gavin Dance. And I had someone come up to me and tell me, yeah, last time you came here with your old band, Tides of Man, uh, you guys were terrible. <laughs> I, hope you, <laughs> I hope you do better this time it's like what the hell right <laughs> yeah man to, like i don't, I, I don't understand, understand how you could no. how you could tell that to somebody yeah and then yep. there's there's always those little it's 
I'll, I guess I'll, I'll kind of call back on the, um, the interview you did with the singer of Bayside. Yeah. Yeah. Just but a few weeks ago. Anthony, the whole, yeah. the whole, uh, you, you have to ooze confidence on yeah. stage. Yeah. We've been then, talking about that a lot on this podcast. That's that for some reason, when he said that, that's, that's really resonated with me. Yeah. You too, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's interesting because you don't, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if, if there's one kid in whatever city that thinks you were a dick because you didn't go smoke weed in the back lounge with the rest of the band. <laughs> but, that, <laughs> but that's a, it. yeah, that's a real example. Like, yeah, cause I don't smoke and, and you know, I, I, I didn't go to the back lounge to smoke weed and hang out. So they're like, yeah, Tillian was a dick. Everybody else was hanging out and smoking, and he didn't really come back there. Like, <laughs> just stuff like that. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you have to have a certain amount of boundaries, right, with your fans. And, and I think most fans understand that, um, you know, and, and they're occasionally you'll run into ones that don't. And, you know, and that's that's fine because ultimately you have a job that's that's important and you have – the next day on tour and the next day on tour and you have a record you're going to write and you know so you have to have have those boundaries I, I totally get it um, one last thing I wanted to say though when you were talking about you know talking about a lot about Times New Roman like that song being kind of your the first track on your you know debut album kind of the right. song that started it all in a way um, Tillian like when you sing that song are you trying to channel Johnny's performance like this you know that John talked about like this kind of amazing pull it out of your ass like lightning in a bottle is that are you trying to channel that or do you find now like you have found your own voice in the band to where your performance of that song or any of those songs for that matter is almost like um is your interpretation of it uh like how much of that is you or is it you emulating like the old singer I've never asked anybody that before I never asked sorry let me rephrase that I've never asked anybody that before you know in in that role and I just very curious as to how you approach it well I think it's it's almost more technical like it's 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 a lot easier for me to sing Kurt songs because our style's more similar oh okay and he's just a little bit lower and Johnny on a lot of his stuff like he has a lot of power in his low range that I just don't have. So it's like, sometimes I, I even have to change it, like change the melody a little bit to just be a little bit higher so that I can get that push. But I would say, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, there's definitely like a little more, what it's like, it's in between. Like I definitely open my mouth maybe a little wider and get a little more grit when I'm, when I'm doing some of the Johnny songs. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Um, you've heard you've heard the songs before. I mean, were you a fan of the band? Were you a fan of Dance Gavin Dance before you joined? You know, I actually got into them because my old band played a show with them. Uh, I think it was in 2010 when they had the Happiness CD. They were touring Happiness. Yep. So I had heard of Dance Gavin Dance, but I didn't go back to the Johnny to listening to any of the Johnny era stuff until 2010. So, oh wow, yep. But yeah, I was definitely a fan of what they were doing, like on the Happiness tour, and that's that. That's what made me go back and listen and and become a fan. Hey, John, are you jealous that that Tillian gets to take a break on these anniversary shows and gets to? What do you do? Do you walk off stage and just like take a breather? 
Yeah, so we have the the happiness songs where Will screams. So yeah. then I have like a Oh, you don't even you don't scream those? Will does it? Yeah, Will does it on oh, that's that record. Sick, man, that's when a nice I, that breather for you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I I know. I know oh. Will did the screaming for a while. Yeah, for sure. It's uh yeah, on that on the anniversary tour, yeah, I'm pretty much there the whole time except for the one the one song. But yeah, yeah I'm Stamina is kind of a been an issue with me. I feel like I get to around the hour mark, and then it's not that my voice goes out; it just gets so fatigued that I lose a lot of grit. So I like turn from a scream to kind of a yell. Yeah, and I'm trying to kind of figure out like I don't really know if I can get to like play an hour and a half set just because my scream is like a lot of push and a lot of a lot like I, I don't necessarily find ways or, or you don't fake it. I don't fake it. I don't try right. to quiet it down or anything because I'm not, I don't really do anything singing. So just kind of go full force, but, but yeah, around, it's a, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure if, uh, in the future, I w- it yeah. would be cool if we could play a little longer sets, but yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of tap out, especially with our music being technical and whatnot. Of course. Our, yeah. our sets tend to like, uh, only be around an hour max. Yeah. But how long are you guys sets? Don't you, you guys do like a, 18 something songs right you we do, do yeah it depends on the songs we, we generally play like when we're headlining we play at least an hour um when we were doing the we were doing the 10 year anniversary we were doing a, an entire record of 11 mm-hmm. songs and i think we were doing like eight or nine more so like 20 songs and that clocked that clocked out about an hour and hour and 15 i'd say so yeah. we're comfortable at range and I, I find once i'm good once i'm going i'm okay like i think once I get past like the forty-five to fifty-minute mark, I can probably go go pretty long. I don't know what it is. It's like it's like you get your second wind or something, right? You know. Right. But um, is it weird for you, Tillian? Like like when you're you sing these songs like on a normal tour every night, and then all of a sudden these anniversary shows, and you're going to do more of them in Europe. Uh, hearing other people sing the songs is that like kind of cool for you, or is it is it weird? No, I like the break. <laughs> yeah. Do you listen to Do you listen to the other guys sing? Do you have them in your in ears? Uh, they are in my ears. Well, actually, no, but my mic is still up there. Oh, yeah. And so my can... mic is, is still picking everything up. Yeah. We don't have enough channels to put them in the ears, too. But one thing about the ears that I kind of want to bring up is when they, when we first got them, I, I felt like I was cheating. Like, I really? was like, it was like a cheat code. It's like putting a game shark in the in the 64 <laughs> Game I was Genie? like yeah, yeah Game I, was, <laughs> I was like what the hell like how how did we not do this all along like how was i not always on this it's it seemed because there was there's always like so many monitor issues and like oh yeah i don't know it just seemed seemed crazy but yeah i i i would listen to them on some nights and other nights i would just kind of Sometimes I'd call my girlfriend, just be like, yeah, I'm on my break. <laughs> <laughs> I totally would do that, too. I totally get that, man. I totally get that. And, like, I don't know. I, I still, like, I think it's really cool that you are open to that, like, open to that, you know, having other people come in, previous members, and sing. Because, like, to, to, you know, to liken it to a relationship, it's a little bit, like, um... I don't know. It's a little Cuckold. bit like your boyfriend, like like your girlfriend's ex boyfriend, kind of coming around and hanging out with her. You know what yeah. I mean? And and, and right. like that's I'm pretty impressed that you guys not only, uh, you know, that you guys actually went through with that and did it, and now you're doing it again. I think that's really cool. It's really really cool for the fans. 
And for you, Tillian, oh. to not have a not have an ego, you know, this is the lead singer syndrome podcast. So for you to like not be pulling the the lead singer, well, I'm the fucking lead singer of this band now. Those guys fucking quit, or those guys got kicked out. Like for you to do that is is pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah, mean, there's. I think we like view the band kind of as a collective. So with all the feature, we have different guest features on this record in the past ones with guitar players from before and then other bands kind of related to the band. So it doesn't necessarily feel like it's just this lineup. It's just it's a, cr- a group of people rather than a right. specific lineup, you know. Right. Are you guys worried? So when you guys go to Europe, is Johnny, Johnny and Kurt, they're like riding with you guys on the bus? They are. Yeah. And that's all they're doing? They're not performing in their own bands at all? Uh, I think Kurt is going to play a kind of acoustic set. Okay. And I, I have, I actually don't know about Johnny. I, it's still, it's still kind of in uh, talks. Are you guys a bit worried? Um, I don't know. I guess I can speak candidly about Johnny because he's, it's, it's been put on blast so much about you know the things that have gone on with him, um, and right. and you know I know Johnny a long time, but are you guys ever concerned that either he's, he's going to get out of control? He's going to do something where you guys have to either apologize for him or he's going to, like, make you guys, you know, kind of ruin you guys in a way. Ruin your reputation, I mean. Or are you worried that he's just going to bail? Like, are these actual genuine concerns? Or is this, or do you think this is, like, a little overblown? He's not going to bail. I I doubt that. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's come up. We've thought about it. John John has laid out some scenarios <laughs> where we could where we could get possibly yeah. get in trouble in a foreign country where people you know might want to fight or or that oh, yeah. kind of situation because uh-huh. he's definitely fight bait like right. I've I've toured with him enough to know that I I think he gets in more fights with random people than anybody I've ever met but uh yeah so there's always that yeah, there's a couple, I guess, factors. The Europe tour is going to be shorter. Uh, typically, we've had a not the same. same yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I've, I know he's, I know he's been working on on himself in in some ways, and I know he's had, you know, things have gone back and forth, and I wish him the best, and and I, you know, obviously wish you guys the best too on um, on all the stuff you got coming up. Um, so, new record, you're thinking September? Uh, can you can you tell? Can you tell us what the two uh, album titles you're fl- flirting with are? I don't know. I don't know if we can. Yeah, I probably like not. Do, but I, probably not a good idea. Yeah, yeah probably not. Because they could be, they could be uh, not end up being the title. But there's, uh, I guess I could say there's there's 13 songs that we've recorded. So whether or not all of those make the record cool. is one thing. But so far, it seems like they will all make the record. Yeah, I think so. And, and musically, good, is the record something we would expect kind of for the next in line with dance Gavin dance, or is there some stuff like out of left field? Um, a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know. We were talking about it the other night. It kind of feels like it kind of, com- uh, compromises or, or includes a lot of the different sounds of the band. There's, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, one thing that's different, I guess, than the last record is we don't have like, there's a lot of three choruses on, on the last record. There aren't, aren't any, on this record it's a there's, there's one. one there's more part oh there's one yeah there's more yeah. parts more riff i guess more stuff it's not as uh i guess some of the songs are are got some pretty weird structure right like, right like maybe akin to some death star dbm2 
style stuff. So okay, okay. Well, that's uh, that's cool, man. Well, I mean, you guys have really had a great resurgence uh, with the last record. I mean, we had a, a very big first week. Uh, congratulations on that. And it really seems like you guys have kind of finally found, solidified the lineup with Utilian. Uh, John, you know, I know you've been back in the band for like a long time now, but, you know, figuring out, out the lineup and, and everything going back together. And it's really, really great to talk to you guys. I wish you guys the best um, with this record and moving forward. And, and uh, we, I'd love to tour with you guys guys sometimes. We tried before, but you wanted too much money. <laughs> I know, we, we did. Well, then we took the tenure instead. Yeah. We were like, we should do this. Then we got the tenure idea. Yeah, well, hey, so we tried. Yeah, to the people listening, yeah. That happens, man. You know, Dance Gavin, Dance, they're ballers. They need their cash. That director or the co, you were, uh, what were you, it was you and Census Fail yeah. when you were giving us uh, the main support, Yeah, we I were trying, yeah, we were trying to get you on the undercard. I think it would have been, uh, yeah. it would have been massive well, and it would have been a lot of fun, but you know what? We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it work. Yeah. yeah. should have switched out with Census. That would have been the... <laughs> well, I mean, no, hey, no, you never know. We no, no, you know, no shit on them. But that's a phrase. I'm sorry, if phone broke up. What did you say? You said no shit oh, on them. I, I said I mean I wasn't trying to throw shade it, but no, I was just saying we. I don't know what I was trying to say. Wow, jo- anyway. dude, you're gonna have to take it up with Buddy on Twitter, John. I think uh, there's gonna be some beef now. He said like no shits. <laughs> you just called census fail shit, John. All right, hey man, thank you guys so much for taking the time, uh, especially when you're in the middle of recording vocals. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I love you both, and uh, good luck with the record. Hell yeah, dude! Thanks. Thanks so much. Hey, yeah, thank you guys. Have a great day. You yeah. too, man. Have a good one. So there we go. My first three way with John Mess and Tillian Pearson of Dance Gavin Dance. Great talk, great people. They got a new record. They said September. They wouldn't give me the title. That's cool. I'm sure you'll find out about it very soon. I'm going to leave you with a tune, as always. Here's the song we talked about a little bit. One of the newer songs from their last record, Instant Gratification. Here's We Own the Night on Lead Singer Syndrome. And we'll see you next Monday. Peace and love. Forget my jealousy
Yes!